Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm Lucy. I was a part of the summer project. I'm one of the youth. And um, I'm just... I was really challenged this week because I never realized how powerful God really is and how much he calls to us in our everyday lives, and yet we still ignore him and we doubt his power. And as I was praying, asking him to tell me what I should do and just to work through me, I got a passage, um, which I'm just going to read to you, if I can find it. It's Mark, five, uh, Mark 4, um, 35 to 41. It's called Jesus Comes the Storm. It's on the evening of that same day, Jesus said to his disciples, let us go across to the other side of the lake. So he left the crowd. The disciples go into the boat in which Jesus was already sitting, and they took him with them. Other boats were there too. Suddenly, a strong wind blew up, and the waves began to spill over so that it was about to fill with water. Jesus was in the back of the boat, sleeping, with his head on a pillow. The disciples woke him up and said, Teacher, don't you care that we are about to die? Jesus stood up and commanded the wind to be quiet, and he said to the waves, Be still. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Why are you frightened? Have you no faith? But they were terribly afraid and said to one another, Who is this man? Even the wind obeys him. I think this passage is really powerful because... At the end, end, when the disciples say, who is this man? Even the wind obeys him. By this time, the disciples have been around with him and they've seen the power he has. And yet they're still shocked to see what he can do. But we forget all as individuals that God created everything around us and everything we have. And so there's no need to worry or be afraid because he's with us all the time. Oh, where am I? lost myself. Um... Okay, but when I read this passage, it really spoke to me, and I felt like Jesus was just asking me to ask all of you, how often do you turn to him in your daily lives? How often do you ask him and include him into into all your decisions? I mean, when you find it hard to think of something or to say something or to make a decision, do you turn to God and just say, what do you want me to do? What is better for you? I want to live for you, and I want to work through you, for you, Jesus. And I think that every day he gives us paths, and every day he's showing us the way, but sometimes we're not listening. And the disciples in this verse were just, they were so afraid, even though Jesus was there with, him, with them. And I think in some ways it's hard for us, because... We don't, haven't got Jesus in human form with us every day. And we haven't personally seen him do the miracles, but we've seen them. And in some ways it's easier for us because we've heard the stories. We know they're true because we believe in him. And we, he does miracles in our everyday lives because he's just that powerful. And I just think... <laughs> it's hard to explain. <laughs> I just think that if we really just let go of ourselves and we ask Jesus to come into our lives and just to show us the power and the glory which he has and he deserves, then he will. And there's no need to worry or be afraid. He wants us to enjoy the ride rather than be afraid. (laughs) 
and there's no need to panic. Just ask God and what you ask you will receive because he loves us and he wants to provide for us. And that every day, even though sometimes it can be a struggle and even though we can go through some really hard things which are scary, he will be with us the whole time. And it's easier to ask God when you're scared or afraid for help. But I think especially me, it's very unoften that when I'm happy or just having such a good day, I don't really think of him and I don't include him in that. And that's really sad and that's a name for me to try and include. And I really think that we should try and just rejoice with him in our everyday lives and just thank him once in a while for everything he's done for us because he's such an awesome God and he has so much passion for us and we have so much passion for him and we should just really try and remember him and his power and his wonderful glory and he has died for us and I just, I can't imagine how hard that must have been for God to give up his only son because I'm not sure whether I could do it but we all just have to we all have different callings and some of them may be scary and some of them may just be normal but we're all a part of his plan and we are all about the change we can't just leave up for other, leave it down to others we have to make the move first and we have to be the ones who go out there and you can't just follow all the time because he will call everyone to do their own little bit so Um, yeah, when I was asked to give this little sermon, um, I really didn't know what to say. Um, then I, uh, throughout this week, we've been having like half an hour each morning, um, just spending time with God on our own instead of as a group. And um, I've been using this devotional book called Solo, um, which I really recommend if you struggle reading the Bible, um, or if you just like struggle finding time. You can spend about 15 minutes, half an hour, just it just guides you through um, each passage. And, um, yeah, I just remembered this um, this devotion from the start of the week, which was about um, praying with simplicity. And um, I just feel like... I just, well, I just feel like I need to say that we need to um, pray to God as if he's a friend. We don't need to big it up or anything. We just need to talk to him. And, um, yeah, so I just... When we talk to God, we don't need to be all dramatical performance. Um, we just need to sit in the presence of God. And uh, it's shown in the passage, uh, Matthew 6, verse 5 to 13, which says, if I can find it. Um, and when you come before God, don't turn into a theatrical production either. All these people making regular shows out of their prayers, hoping for stardom. Do you think God is sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place where you won't be tempted to role-play before God. Just sit there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will be, uh, and you'll begin to sense his grace. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are uh, prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, uh, peddling uh, techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for all that nonsense. This is your father you are dealing with, and he knows uh, knows better than you what you need. 
with a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what is best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiving you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You are in charge. You can do anything you want. You are ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. Um, the part of the text that stands out for me particularly is the bit where it says, uh, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Uh, this is important to me because um, I struggle just to sit down and listen to God. Um, I always try and do something, uh, or always, always trying to do something because... I don't know, I guess before this week I just felt in- uncomfortable just sitting there and listening. And um, and I've always struggled to hear him as well. It's like until this week where I've learned so much. Um, and it, yeah, it's just this passage has really, really challenged me. Um, and I really want to challenge you all as well. So when you have like a time at home, if you have any spare time, um, just to find a quiet place on your own and just sit down and wait on God. And uh, just try and listen to him to see if you can hear anything. And uh, and I didn't know what I was listening for until this week, which we'll probably tell you about in a bit. Um, and yeah, it's it's just amazing to to know that God's speaking to you and through you to other people. And um, yeah, and as soon as you get into a routine of of listening to God, it comes so much easier to hear him, and you you'll soon know what his voice sounds like in you. talk about what God was challenging me about this week. Um, uh, Friday, we're having dinner, and um, just before uh, dessert, my favorite meal, um, uh, God decided to, you know, hit, just so I missed my donut, you know, and uh, great timing, thanks Jesus, and um, I just wanted to tell you a bit what he did, and um, he just, he wanted to take, you know, my hurt and my brokenness um, like I have over my family and um, you know he wanted to he told me you know I want to carry it on my shoulders and um, it's been hurting him to see me struggle and I've only just really realized that um, but what I've I love so much about him was that actually he knows me so much better than I know myself and I didn't even know that I was carrying all this stuff which just came pouring out and um, <coughs> and uh, getting all lost away um, I just shut the pain away and um, pretended it wasn't even there. Um, I didn't even realise I was believing so many of these lies, which just got into my head, and they were just—I didn't—I wasn't even aware that that was there. Um, and all of these things have just been damaging my relationship with Jesus, without me even noticing, which is really frustrating. I've been so unaware of it. Um, I, I wanted to believe that I could do this all myself and that actually I could take on so much, which actually I couldn't. And I told myself in my head, I remember standing up there at the summer conference and holding a sign which said I trust him about my family and that he's going to save them. Yet I didn't, I haven't, I hadn't given them to him. Um, and actually I believed that I was, I was responsible for their salvation and that I was the one who had to repent for them. 
and to take all their actions on my shoulders. And um, you know that Nurofen advert where it says, straight to the source of pain? Well, that's so what Jesus does like with his healing. And um, he just goes straight to the source of pain. But that does mean like he goes right in there. Like his healing isn't just on the surface. He goes right in there like Nurofen does, but better. And he gets, you know, he opens locked doors without a key, you know. He just breaks them down and built up walls, which we build without even realizing. He just kicks them right down. And um, I really, like, feel like that's what he's done with me. Um, But I think so many of us, in fact, probably all of us, we choose to live our lives broken, don't we? Because actually thinking that letting Jesus in and letting him... Uh, take away that pain it makes us vulnerable and being vulnerable is terrifying and I think we think that being vulnerable in that sense when he takes the pain away will just open us up to more pain Um, but actually the the pain that you're feeling the hurt that we keep inside us um, it just that's what pushes Jesus away and that's more damaging than anything and um, whether we're aware of it or not you know um and when you don't let Jesus in, that's, that's going to hurt more um, because we won't let him protect us. He needs to protect our hearts. Um, and yeah, we're going to be, become vulnerable if we let him take the pain away and let the brokenness come out. Um, but that's just what happens when we trust Jesus because actually trusting Jesus is about putting everything on the line. So your heart's just out there. And that's scary, but he tells us that he'll protect our hearts and... Um, our hearts are going to be raw and they're going to be open. Um, but we have to trust him when he says he'll guard those. So it's, it's just about trust. Um, it says in Matthew eleven twenty eight. Can I come up? Um, it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I think when he says this, like, we really, really, really need to trust him because I know so many times I think, yeah, right, it's not easy and your burden is not light. But it really is. He died for us so that he can have our burden and we don't have to be building them up on ourselves anymore. I think it's so hard to know that actually he really, really, he's knocking on the doors of your heart right now just being like, all your problems, all your hurt, all your brokenness, I want to take that now. I want to I get that away because it's holding you back so much. It makes us live our lives like half-heartedly because we can't give it all to Jesus. Um, we can't live for Jesus if we're not giving him all of it anyway. And, um, you know, he died. We can't waste the amazing sacrifice, you know. He died so that we can, we can give him all of our worries and our brokenness. So give it him, you know. Don't be afraid. That's what he's done it for. And um, I think we just can't be effective in a broken world if we're broken ourselves. Um, so the only way is just by letting Jesus in because he is, he's here right now and I know there's people in here who are hurting and they're broken and actually Jesus is saying right now he's pleading with you just to open your hearts and let him in because he really, he desperately desires just to open your heart because he can see what you'd be without that pain, without that brokenness and he wants to make you whole so um, I don't know if like I know, sorry if this might screw up our plans but I've been feeling like I really, I know, I think that God just wants just people who are hurting and if there's like on your heart right now, God wants to take that away now 
and it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be nice because when, takes the, take, when God takes the hurt out, it looks horrible on the outside, but it just makes it so much better on the inside. And I'm just feeling so much that there's so many people in here who God right now wants to take away that pain. And I don't know if anyone is going to respond, but right now God wants you to respond. And I don't feel like I'm just saying this stupidly. So if no one stands up, I know there's someone in here. There's people in here who want to do that. And I'm going to go crazy and just say, if, if, that, if you feel like that's you, just like raise your hand. Because there's people in here who've got hurt really deep down. And I can see, see. <laughs> and there's people in here who need to respond. I don't know if you will, but God's asking. And I'm people who put their hands up if the people just around them could pray for God to take that pain away because oh wow he can and I tell you he did it to me on Friday and I'm feeling great <laughs> so if people just get around those people that would be great and we'll just pray Just feel God saying, just like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what's going to come out. Because it's all good. It's all good to come out. And that's what he wants.
Um, if anyone like wants to carry on praying, like um, maybe at the end we could just pray here. We'll be just hanging around here. Um, uh, now we're going to talk about a bit what we did in the week. Okay. Who's first? I don't remember. Okay, let's go. Let's stand over here. <laughs> um, yeah, so as everyone knows, we've been um, on a summer project, uh, as we've called it, this week, uh, doing various things. We just thought we'd show you a little PowerPoint of some of the stuff which was going on. Um, so at the start of the week, we all did face painting. At first, it was a disaster. However, the results didn't end up bad. Too bad, anyway. Uh, it's just um, a list of all the team and who did the face paint. Doesn't he look lovely? <laughs> yeah, keep flicking through him fairly fast. Got quite a lot. Yeah, we all had to go on each other so we could get our own back if they were very bad. So I was quite pleased with that. Okay, yeah, so uh, on the Wednesday night, um, we did a youth cafe, which was um, amazing, because although we didn't have a massive turnout, there was um, about six turned out um, um, away from the team. Um, and it was just incredible, because we had such an amazing evening. Just, it was so much fun. We we did karaoke, um, just we had like an Xbox game, a dancing game on the, on the Xbox, on the big screen. And it was just... we. we we were all very tired by um, the midpoint of the week. So we, uh, I guess we kind of feel like God was just giving us a break because it was just so nice to have a relaxing evening and just pretty much go crazy because um, we've been a bit uh, a bit of a rush setting up because um, we only had a couple of hours, but it was we got it all done. And, yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. And all the bands that turned out, it uh, sounds like they had a, a, good, a good evening. And, uh, yeah, it was good. Oh yeah, this is um, our garden project. We did a lot of weeding. What day was that on? Thursday. Thursday or Friday. One of those days, anyway. And um, this is um, our before shot. There's the weeds. No one took pictures. Oh, this is after as well. See, look what they did. <laughs> Callum mowed the lawn as well. Go, Callum. Um, and... Um, we weeded a path, me and Anna, we took about a whole day just chatting, but I think it was, uh, it's not up there, disappointed, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Lucy did another job, so she's going to tell you about that. <coughs> yeah, me and Edmund and uh, Matt was half a day and then Callum was the other half. We went to a house and they had like, the lady was starting up a bakery business and she had like this little cupboard where she wanted to keep all of her stuff and let it was horrific. It had, it had plants growing and the paint was all chipped. And so um, I spent the whole day scraping off dry paint. There was dust everywhere, sp dead spiders, living spiders, everything. Um, I was a little bit... I was actually quite brave when it came to spiders. I was proud of myself. And um, <clears throat> I got a really... Like, I inhaled so much dust. I was, like, really struggling to breathe the night. But 
she was so grateful and um, Edmund did the ceiling which was really good so yeah we hope we helped her and she came to the barbecue and stuff so that was really cool other thing like everyone seemed to be really um, shocked that we weren't taking any money and um, we cleaned windows on Saturday and um, they thought we were just taking money for charity at least and we said no we just want to do this so it's from the church uh, and people were really like shocked and really surprised so that was really nice as well wasn't it yeah so yesterday afternoon um, we like set up a little barbecue for the people on Barrington Road and uh, it was actually a really, really good turnout for what we were expecting. And uh, we were doing face painting, which uh, I tried on one little little girl and it kind of failed. So um, Em luckily saved me because it was quite embarrassing. Um, but yeah, it was such a good, such a good afternoon, uh, lovely weather. And uh, as you can see, they all uh, face painted us, um, as you can see on Toby and Joss. And they just enjoyed scribbling on our faces uh, with paint, which was, uh, yeah, it was so nice. And everyone got on very well. And, uh, yeah, they they were all just very, I guess, touched in a way that people would do this for them. And we kind of feel like we need to follow it up so it's not a one-off. And we, we want to go back um, another day and in the next coming months and keep going back. So uh, we can build a relationship with them and hopefully get some to come into church, which would be absolutely awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, yeah. We did um, on... Oh, all my days, Wednesday, they, um, we did a thing called treasure hunting, which is praying on the streets. Um, and before we went out, we, um, we got in small groups and we prayed uh, just and uh, listened on God to see if there was any, any clues as to who he wanted us to pray for and just any words from him. Um, so you'd get things like names and um, clothing, colours and, you know, little, little hints. Um, just which lead you to who God wants you to pray for. Um, and then we all went out on the street, and we were all in different groups. So uh, one of our ones, ones, that sounds awful, uh, one of the people we prayed for, we got um, this idea that someone was going to be sat on the bench just by the uh, remem- memorial part, um, an o- uh, old man reading a paper. Um, and we walked past, prayed with someone else on that bench, um, who's a lovely lady visiting um, and then on the way back we saw an old man reading a paper on the bench and we were like ah, no no we've got to pray for him now that's really scary um, we went to pray for him he was called Brian he was a lovely man very chatty and um, got to pray with him and about his family uh, which was lovely um, and it just is really cool how God works and it's just like yeah he knows those people he sees it all and he knew that Brian needed us then to pray well, needed God then to pray, so that was really cool. So these guys can tell you some stories. Yeah, I was with whoa, that was loud. Um, I was with uh, Chloe and Sam Priest, and uh, I just um, no, it was Brenda. She gave us. We had like a little sheet, and uh, we like filled out stuff that we thought God was telling us. And uh, Brenda wrote down the pharmacy or the chemist, and um, Chloe wrote down the name Jennifer. And uh, we were just walking along. Um, trying to find anyone to pray with and we walked past the pharmacy and I just said Jennifer's inside and we didn't know who this Jennifer was or if we'd even see her but um, anyway we carried on walking I, I just said to Chloe Jennifer's definitely definitely inside the pharmacy um, and she was going no 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 she's not she's not anyway I pushed her in pretty much and uh, told her to go ask ask at the uh, till yeah and um, 
Anyway, so I stayed in the shop being like all cool and stuff, looking at the shelves, as you do. And then uh, Chloe went up to the person at the um, at the till and said, a uh, bit random, but is there anyone called Jennifer working here? And they said yes. And I was mega shocked because it's never really happened to me before. Um, but yeah, so they went and saw uh, Jennifer in the consulting room and she didn't want anything to, for us to pray for. However, we've worked out, not worked out, we found out that someone works with Jennifer from this church, which was quite awesome. So, yeah, hopefully they'll be shocked and ask more to them. So, yeah, cool. Yeah, um, my group was Toby and Matt. We had loads of fun. <laughs> we uh, Basically, when we prayed and stuff, we got really random things. Like, I had tractors. I just got a picture of a red tractor and... Um, Throughout the day, I saw this tractor like three times, but it never stopped. It just kept driving. So each time, I'd just give it a quick little blessing and a prayer. And at one point, Toby was pushing me in the road, telling me to jump on top of it. I was like, yeah, I'm not that desperate. <laughs> but no, yeah, I was like, if I see it stop, then I'll go. But I didn't. But there was quite a few people we stopped and spoke to. There was one lady, she'd come from America, and she'd gone to one of the restaurants, and she'd got food poisoning. So, yeah, we um, prayed for her, which is pretty cool. And so she, we, we were like, we'll keep praying for you. And um, we didn't actually pray for anybody on the street. Um, we went up to people and we had loads of prayer requests. Like this one woman, her son was getting married and she asked us to pray for him and that the nerves were okay. And then there was another one who asked us just to pray for her son who was ill and we just had little things like that so we went back and we had prayer session and we spent about half an hour praying for all the individual people we'd met and on the last time we went out we um, met this man whose name I've forgotten Toby sat down next to him this guy was a really big atheist and um, he was just having this conversation about how he believes that God was real, he'd be able to stop all like the poverty and take away greed, and he had all these really strong opinions, which were really like good points. But then Toby, he was just like really adamant that he wasn't going to give up. So we spent about an hour and a half just chatting to this man, explaining all the things we'd seen. And even though once we had walked away like half an hour late for lunch, <laughs> um, he still hadn't changed his mind. We thought that we've kind of planted the seeds and that hopefully if someone else goes up to him or he finds something else that he'll you know change his mind and he'll remember us and yeah that's pretty cool, cool. yeah done? yeah